Hi, we are the Eclipse Limits Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be covering our experiences and thoughts about self-improvement, and we want to learn more along the journey among our co-hosts, what it means to self-improve, how we are implementing it in our day-to-day, and what our long-term plans are like with self-improvement. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey there, we're Eclipse Limits Podcast. My name is Anura. I'm Cecilia. And I'm Sahin. We're going to talk about self-improvement. So thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Yeah. So where do we begin? So Cecilia or Tahin, do you want to maybe talk about what self-improvement means to you and why you joined this podcast? Yeah. So um, I've been interested in self-improvement like ever since I was little. I always believed in like a growth mindset. And I think that a lot of the problems that comes up in our everyday lives, it's reoccurring problems that like kind of may happen um, may have something to do with like our childhoods or just like our belief system. And I think by thinking about how we think and doing self-improvement tasks and exercises, it really allows us the opportunity to grow and like do things that you don't even think that you're able to accomplish. So that's my main reason on why, like how I got started with self-improvement. I love to read self-improvement books and just consume self-improvement material just in general. And um, yeah, it'd be great for me to like every week think about like how you guys do self-improvement, talk about what I've tried, and just have that sort of conversation um, every week. Yeah, what about you, Tihin? Yeah, no, thanks for that background, Cecilia. I really appreciate it. Um, From my end, what really got me inspired by self-improvement is just looking back at kind of my early. I remember being really happy and just getting excited to wake up every day and just really enjoying my life. And as I got older and as I faced different problems, Um, I noticed that I would often let different things bother me and I would sometimes find it difficult to kind of carry on and and find out how to just handle myself in general. And when I when I started to discover that, you know, certain tools, certain practices and and just connecting with people and learning from people could help me live a happier life. That really got me excited on this journey and super excited to continue down the path. Um, Anurag, do you want to share a little bit about you? Yeah, um, that was very uh, inspiring to him. And I'll share more about like my journey with self-love. So it actually started back in the pandemic, um, you know, especially when we all did virtual remote classes. Um, I was actually, I lost who I was, what my identity was, what I really stood for. And I think it really just came boiling down to um, writing a lot of small things that I'm really grateful for, uh, starting up a gratitude journal and really just trying to find influencers like Jay Shetty and, and other podcast influencers out there to just really inspire me what I, you know, should do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, actually, um, you know, I'm also really big on self-help books. I really love watching motivational YouTube videos, yeah, TED talks, like, yeah. TED talks. there you go. Yeah. The TEDx Berkeley ones. I love going every year to those. Mm-hmm. It's super inspiring. And I think for me, uh, just essentially trying to motivate other people through my lens, through the things that I try to apply for myself with self-help. Um, that's essentially what I really, um, want to kind of learn from you guys and, and share exactly. Yeah. What, what I feel is working for me and what isn't 
working for me too much and right. kind yeah. of yeah and i feel like um in like the media i feel like there's not many um self-improvement media centered around like young adults and because like a lot of the self-help like media we consume they're from like adults that are already successful you know they've already mastered the art of discipline and have gone through like that journey so i think it would be interesting for us to talk about like our experiences as we're navigating through like adulthood and everything and it's very interesting you brought up the art of discipline, especially for a successful person, because mm-hmm. discipline is very subjective, right? Yeah. Because I think having discipline could maybe me mean like waking up noon, right? Mm-hmm. And then finishing all your work in like yeah. a couple of hours mm-hmm. and then sleeping around like midnight, right? Mm-hmm. So I think um, from that perspective, self-discipline is just all about maximizing your productivity, mm-hmm. right? leaning towards that sort of self-improvement mindset. Mm -hmm. Because I think if you start leaning on that, especially from a young adult audience, I think we can sort of like empower our generation Mm -hmm. to figure out what kind of discipline, what kind of routine do they want to like explore. Yeah, and something that's like realistic to us, you know? So yeah, what do you think, Tahim? Any like opinions or thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I just really enjoyed being able to kind of hear this discussion. And I think in... For, for me, it just highlighted the fact that, um, you know, self-discipline um, can look different for everyone, self-improvement um, and self-love. And essentially, like, what we want out of this journey is different for every single person. I think one thing that I struggle a lot with is just dealing with shame. Because oftentimes, like, when I first got introduced to self-discipline, self-improvement and that whole process, I thought, okay, I need to be perfect or... I need to follow this path. And if I don't follow this path, or if I fail to do so, then, you know, maybe it's not for me, or like, I can't, I can't improve, I can't get better. And so like, just being able to be okay with the fact that like, there are different flavors of self development and self improvement, um, I think is really important and super excited to go on this journey with all of you and kind of hear your perspectives and work through this live. It's really like interesting that you said you followed the certain path, but not a select certain kind of path. I've put some thought into this, right? Especially from a self-improvement angle. It's really important to understand that your path is unique and we can actually mimic certain people in, in the way we approach their kind of routines, their habits, right? Like the Atomic Habits by James Clear. That's awesome. But we can't mimic or replicate his sort of lifestyle. You have to figure out what your strengths are. You have to tailor your schedule that you feel most comfortable with, but you have to like spoil yourself in the process to develop self-improvement, to develop discipline, right? I think I, every time I work really hard, I need to like play hard, mm-hmm. right? Game hard, right? Um, spoil myself, pamper myself, you know? Um, I think it's just very crucial especially when you say words like follow your path to I think what you really mean is like constructing your own path, finding that unique self, right? To go on beyond the next level. And I think along that sort of journey, especially starting out fresh is making a lot of mistakes. It's okay to make those mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's part of the self-improvement journey. And I think, you know, um, a guy like Jay is super powerful because being a uh, Buddhist monk, I think, or just a monk, you know, in an ashram for three years, if you read his uh, book, Eight Rules of Love, it's just very inspiring to hear his story, because I think, you know, he's very lost, he didn't really know how he f- 
fits into society. But you can actually conduct yourself in mainstream society, not being the most successful person in the world, but just being very content and happy with the effort that you're trying to put in, mm-hmm. being very deliberate. I try to apply the 1% rule, which is essentially trying to improve 1% a day at a time. I think, it, for me, have in everything in bite-sized amounts, because if you can take that step-by-step step along the way, it can go really far in your life. Great, yeah. I think also, like, I agree with you, Anurag. Um, it's kind of hard to continue, like, want to improve, because at a certain point, like, it kind of becomes toxic, um, where, like, you're thinking that what you're doing and how you are is not good enough, and you just want to be better. Uh, and I think acceptance is really important when it comes to like self-growth and self-improvement because like how are you supposed to level up when you don't appreciate the like benefits that you're doing right now? You know, like there's like never some sort of um, peace that you'll like attain if you continue to just want to be better and better without stopping to appreciate what's going on now. Um, yeah, so I definitely relate to you on that level. Um, and I think I also struggle with, with that myself. I always want to be better. Um, I know that like, you know, my potential is not there yet, but that is something that I am working and hoping to, um, <laughs> that's funny, uh, better myself <laughs> in, in just realizing that um, I'm able um, to like just enjoy where I am and with whatever improvements that can be made, just to enjoy like my life and how I am without shaming myself for like my mis, mis- like comings and stuff. I think I've experienced that as well where I shame myself. I'm super self-critical. At times, it can actually be my worst own enemy. Because mm-hmm. like you said, at a certain point, you stop improving because you felt feel like you've hit, you hit a ceiling. You don't really know what else to improve. I think that goes back to learning, right? Like, do you are you just learning for a certain objective, for a certain goal that you want to meet? Or do you want to be a lifelong learner and treat everything kind of like it's all interconnected. So I guess what I'm trying to say is this. For me, college was a great stepping stone into understanding what my self-improvement journey is like. I try to connect everything, like my job, things that I learned in school. They're all connected. This is my own quote for myself. Life is a school. Because I think you have so many lessons along the way in your everyday life that you can kind of take from your past experiences and kind of learn new new things ahead of you. Yeah. And I think part of that um, exploration is just this fundamental fact. I think when you're learning, you are your own master. There's no other influences, just people telling you advice and just guiding you to whatever next goal, next ambition that you have along your life. I think for me, when you said said this, uh, I was so excited when you said this. Level up, right? So I grew up with playing Mario games all the time, like Nintendo. And, mm-hmm. You know, I, I fan out all the way. And when you said level up, I always told myself, like, level up, get stronger, right? Mm-hmm. Just those small words, even if it doesn't sound as impactful to somebody else, at least for me, I know that. I'm reminding myself mm-hmm. what my end goal is, mm. which is essentially being a better person for a lot more people, for a lot more communities. Thank you for sharing, Anurag. Do you have any um, thoughts about this, Tahir? Yeah, no, I, I just, again, I really appreciate the conversation. I appreciate the points that all of you brought up. Um, you know, Cecilia, like the point that you brought up of, of like, okay, 
if we keep on trying to improve ourselves and keep on trying to change while not, um, you know, recognizing what we have and giving ourselves the permission to be happy, then, you know, it could get really toxic and it could feel like more of a prison and a trap rather than something that we expand into. Um, and when you said Anurag, like the point for you or something that really inspires you is just being, um, a lifelong learner and just a student of life, like continuing to learn. Um, it, it just raised a lot of questions for me and like just thinking about in my day-to-day -day life, like something I just want a little more is to be able to understand just like, why do we, why do I do things in general? Like why, why do I engage in self-improvement? Like what is the meaning behind all of this? And like, I don't have the answers, but one thing I know, like I, I want to do a lot more after just hearing this is just looking back at my life and just understanding kind of the reasoning and meaning behind all of all of what I do. Great. Yeah, thank you for sharing, Tahin. Um, so I have a question for you guys. Um, what does self-improvement look like to you, like on the day-to-day? -day? Like how do, would you define self-improvement in your own life? And how do you think maybe that might differ from society or another person's expectation or definition of self-improvement? I guess I can take that question, right? So the way I define self-improvement for myself, at least from a measurable perspective, is through the act of self-journaling. Because I have a format which I write down five positive things that happen during my day and five things I can improve on during the next day or next week, however much time that I need. I know that when I do this systematic journaling, like if it's every morning or every night, it helps me put myself on track and see the micro improvements, right? Like even if it is going outside for a walk for 15 minutes, I know that's improving myself because I know I'm sustaining my health from day one to the next day. And I guess to answer your question, Cecilia, I think that kind of probably differs from society at large because people want instant gratification. Mm -hmm. They don't have this long-term mindset of improvement. Yeah. I think you have to see the big picture. This, the big picture is, in essence, your actions, what happened yesterday, should not define your actions today. And even if your actions, your actions today shouldn't define what's tomorrow, mm -hmm. be in the moment, yeah. be in the present, and mm -hmm. look at large, the bigger picture. And when I say that, it's very abstract, but what I mean is think of yourself, think of what your identity is first, then have the beliefs. Once you have the beliefs, then take action. Mm -hmm. Take meaningful and deliberate action what you do. Because I think that's more powerful than anything. And I think society views like, I don't know, Liam Hemsworth, for example, right? I think in his sort of movies and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if Liam is, is Thor or is Chris Hemsworth. I think uh, it's Chris. It's Chris. There you go. <laughs> but it's Chris. Um, you could look at a guy who's totally roided up. He's beefed up. And, you know, you may want to copy his sort of lifestyle. But at the end of the day, is that self-improvement or is that self-destruction? Because he has certain values. He has certain goals that he needs to achieve. And specifically, it's for acting, right? He's trying to play a persona because that's what his job requires. For mine, being a product manager... I have, have you know, set goals 
set expectations in micro steps that I need to do in my day to actually get things that I need to be done. Yeah. So it's not wise of me to put my shoes in, in Chris Hemsworth's position. Mm -hmm. At large, society does that. Because I think, you know, with seeing all the social media, all these successful people, they just tell you exactly, like, loosely, oh, this is the one way to be successful. I think it's, first off, it's not success or it's not failure. Mm -hmm. It's just describing what their steps were to get to where they were. Yeah. And we define success by holding them to that standard. So what I'm saying is social media is a thirst trap for essentially not realizing for yourself how you're me measuring and going through this the stage of self-improvement, if that really makes sense. Um, but yeah, yeah I want to hear your guys' thoughts too. Uh, yeah. Kind of like, what do you think about that? No, you know, first off, just want to say really appreciate that share. And also, I think just in the span of the past couple of minutes, um, how I see self-improvement or how I wanted to find it for myself has actually changed. So I'd actually be really curious, Cecilia, I don't know if you have any thoughts on the question that you asked, but I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts and then maybe share mine um, after that, if you'd be down for that. Oh, great. Yeah. So for me, self-improvement just means that I am happy with how I'm carrying out my day-to-day -day and I'm satisfied with my progress on um, just the goals that I want to accomplish. I think um, I struggle with like ADHD and discipline is a huge factor in that. I don't know how much it ties into like executive dysfunction and I don't actually don't know how much I can actually change about that, about myself because I've noticed that when I try to improve myself, um, it comes in waves and I've always tried to resist that. Um, I've always been like I would get super disappointed when I take up a new routine and it stops after like maybe a couple weeks. But as I talked to my therapist, um, she was saying that maybe that's just how I am and I need to like maximize how I work. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about like at a certain point, you know, you have weaknesses and you have strengths, you know, and I know like successful people, they do delegate like their weaknesses to someone who's better at them. Um, so I'm still trying to figure that out for myself. Um, I do know that for me, um, self-improvement means that I am better at um, just doing whatever I was doing before and I'm making these changes in like an actionable way. And um, yeah, I think not only discipline and productivity though, I feel like for me self-improvement also means improvement of my mental health and also how I think about things. I think um, my mental clarity has definitely grown um, and just how I view um, a lot of like events that have happened to me. I think I've grown and matured a lot um, since I was like in high school. And so I think, honestly, I think a lot of things in life when it comes to like your happiness and how content you feel, it really is all up to like your mindset and how you view things and how you perceive them. So for me, like perception and how you um, think about like an event after it occurs is a really, really big and important um, part of self-improvement and self-growth. 
So um, yeah, that's what it means to me. Um, I know a lot of people do focus on productivity in itself and just how much work you're doing. And for me, I don't think that's as important. I think that that kind of stuff comes after um, because if you kind of focus on like how much work you're putting out and how productive you are, it's all kind of relative, you know? Like if you think about it like that, you'll always want to do more, you know? Like there will never be enough work for you to do, you know? So that's just how I view it. Wow, that was so powerful. And I think um, just being able to hear from both of you, again, I think it's shaping the way that like I want to approach this topic and this journey. Um, one point that I really want to piggyback off that that you shared, Cecilia, is that it's, it's about perception. And I think for me, uh, that's been a really huge thing that I've, I've just been trying to, to understand and get in touch with, to understand that you know, things may not go the way that I want them to go. And maybe, um, you know, some, something won't, won't be ideal or, you know, something difficult happens or I mess up, I make a mistake. And something that I've really been trying to work on is just understanding how much power I do have. You know, I don't have the power to change things in my life and what happens to me. But as you all have probably heard a million times, I do have the power to define what things mean and you know how I respond to them. And in terms of exactly what self-improvement means to me and what it encompasses, um, I'm not entirely sure. And you know, that's something that I want to better define, you know, over the coming weeks. Um, but one thing that I know for sure, kind of based off what both of you were saying, um, Anurag, like one point that I think is central for me is not thinking short-term and thinking long-term. So like thinking about what is gonna make me happy and fulfilled over a long period of time. And then also coupling that with perception. And like, if I'm writing a story, if like the actions that I carry out in my life, you know, create this story, like what is the underlying flavor that I'm sprinkling in through the perception that I'm, I'm giving and through the meaning that I'm giving. So I think for me, really, I want to focus on long-term thinking and also on perspective and perspective specifically on being a little kinder and, and more compassionate towards myself. And I guess like the last thing that kind of comes to mind in recording this live is for me, self-improvement is also about finding freedom and finding joy and finding peace. And I feel oftentimes like very constrained by judgment and fear. And even while recording this right now, um, I have a lot of judgment towards myself of, you know, how I look, how I'm presenting myself and just being able to get to a place of more understanding and more freedom beyond that and being able to feel those fears and tell myself that's okay. And I could still exist and I'm still valid. I think that's something that, I'm really excited to continue to work on with all of you through this journey. So, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just so excited to be here. The, um, Tahin, um, I think that that was very powerful. And uh, going to Cecilia real soon, I just want to say that it's okay not knowing the definition of self improvement because we're all changing our, our definition yep. of it all the time. But Cecilia, actually going to what you were saying, self-improvement isn't just about productivity and um, what the other word that she said, um, productivity 
and discipline but it was about finding your mental health and mental clarity. Mm-hmm. So during the pandemic, I was actually diagnosed with social anxiety. Oh. Um, and it doesn't look like it, but mm-hmm. I still struggle with that every day. Because mm-hmm. I can't go to like big group settings because you know, I feel really uncomfortable because you know, when it comes to self-improvement socially, I just don't feel like comfortable being myself, at least around 20 people, mm-hmm. you know, having doing a bunch of partying, um, like frat style yeah. uh, you know for me it's more like house sort of vibes and when I think about just kind of what I want to get out of you know a group setting um, I don't find anything really meaningful in it it's just like wasting away time but spending time with friends mainly right but yeah. again something about it for me that I never really wrapped around was just having fun and not mm-hmm. thinking like like for me I used to think back in the pandemic, there's got to be like an end purpose to this like sort of social hangout group with like my club and stuff, um, political computer science. I was part of that group um, a couple of years in college. Like um, I know, you know, I wanted to talk to a couple of friends one night and, you know, I, I was laughed out of the room because I was being totally, totally, uh, I, I couldn't read the cues in the room because, you know, we were playing gaming and uh, we were gaming for a bit and two guys were kind of, buzzed a little bit but um i think that really hurt me because i went into shell after that and i really learned like having fun especially mm-hmm. with with uh, social environments like that it's just really bonding and, and having um, connections with a group of people like that and like you said executive dysfunction i don't know if my anxiety causes that executive dysfunction mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. prevents me from improving um and f- living up to my potential there um, it's it's been some of the hardest moments for me. Um, I think my family and my friends have seen that, and um, I definitely know that um, going forward, um, it's not the end by any means. It's just the beginning of realization and trying to find those uh, ways to sort of improve. But um, I know we're running short of on time. But I really want to mention this, right? Self improvement is one of many topics, right? We're we're definitely going to be discussing. And, you know, I'm just so excited to learn so much about you guys on an individual basis. And Cecilia and Tahin, it was just so powerful listening to you both. And I just can't wait for some of the stuff we talk about in the future, you know? And eclipse limits, right? I think eclipsing our own limits, our own limitations, showing real time our growth, our potential, and just that that per, per, perpetuating that we'll we'll show our audience that real time so thank you so much for joining on this episode of eclipse limits podcast see you all soon okay thank you take Yay. care guys bye guys So a quick recap of our episode, Um, all three of our co-hosts, Cecilia, Tahin, and myself, we were just describing our experiences with self-improvement, what journey it was like with self-improvement, and how we plan to practice some of the tips and tricks with uh, self-improvement in the future. So stay tuned for the release of our episode through Instagram, so you can follow us on eclipse.limits 
on our Insta, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Stay tuned for more information on our next episode. Thank you.